a brand new SDK that will work for Azure Table Storage as well as Cosmos DB that follows all the latest and greatest C-sharp conventions. Check out the new Table Storage API on on.net. Hello, and welcome to another episode of On.NET. I'm Jeremy Lickness. I'm a program manager for .NET Data. And on today's show, we're going to talk about a new SDK for Azure Table Storage. I have with me Christopher from the Azure SDK team. Welcome, Christopher. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do with your team? And then we'll jump in and, and talk about table storage. Sure. Uh, we work on the client SDKs for uh, a number of Azure services. Um, I, uh, my team in particular work on the .NET SDKs, but we have uh, teams that work on uh, a, a suite of the, the more popular languages like Python, JavaScript, Java, Go, C++, etc. Um, and we work on what we call the new um, S Azure SDKs, which are sort of the latest and greatest version of our SDKs that conform to our latest set of guidelines and design principles. Awesome. So that that's what I was going to mention is I understand these SDKs are being rewritten based on a new set of guidelines to make them more, I guess, uh, idiomatic with C Sharp and easier and fluid to use. And that's really what we're going to talk about today is that SDK specific to Azure Table Storage. So right. can you tell us... Um, you know, as a developer, I might be able to use SQL Server. I might want to use Cosmos DB. I might want to use Table Storage. So what is unique about Table Storage and kind of what scenarios would I use that for? Yeah, Table Storage is is a s service that's been around in Azure for, for quite a long time. And it's it's a, it's a great uh, simple example of a NoSQL database, essentially, where there's, a, there's no uh, defined schema that's, that, you, that you have to stick to for a given table. Um, so any sort of uh, generalized storage that you want to um, store tabular type of data, um, table storage is a great solution. And it's generally popular because it's it's uh, readily available. It's pretty simple to work with, and it's it's really cheap. Awesome. So what are some of the highlights of the new SDK? So in the new SDK, uh, one of the highlights that we added recently is the ability to do uh, AD authentication and authorization which uh, for as long as table storage has been around, um, it never previously supported that. So that's something we recently added uh, specifically for the storage, when you're targeting the storage endpoints. Um, it doesn't yet support that for Cosmos, but that potentially will ha happen in the future as well. Um, so now you have the ability to use uh, what in the Azure SDK, we have an abstraction called token credential, which is a sort of consistent uh, unified way to deal with AD credentials. Um, and authorization across all clients that are built according to the new design guidelines. Um, so it makes it simple and consistent no matter which client you're working with, um, you have a, a very familiar way to deal with Azure AD authentication. So that's a good point that you you brought up. There's two different flavors and I've actually worked with, with table storage in the past. I made a link shortener that uses it and I love the interface, but there's basically table storage, or I'm sorry, there's Azure storage that has table storage as a feature. And then right. there's Cosmos DB that has a table API as a feature. And yep. this SDK will work with both except for the authentication piece. Is that correct? 
That's correct. There, there are some other minor differences that you can find in the documentation with regard to features that are only relevant for storage. But generally speaking, in terms of the actual table operations, dealing with entities in the table, the, um, the APIs are identical. And in, when you're using the, the storage or when you're using the table SDK, um, the, the difference between them is totally opaque. It, essentially, depending on which connection string you use um, or however you're addressing the actual resource, that's the only difference that you would note in your code. So um, in the example of, you know, you wanting to target one or the other, and you maybe say, want to start with storage tables because that's cheaper and easier for you. Uh, and then you want to upgrade to some of the premium features and performance um, benefits you get from Cosmos later. You can do that without changing anything in your code except for the connection string. Very nice. Do you have any examples of what using the SDK looks like or how we would approach that? Yeah, um, I can show some uh, a sample here that um, shows you uh, generally the the auth, auth mechanisms that you're used to, and then showing you what it looks like when you deal with um, the token credential authorization. So, so this is these are our samples which are available in our GitHub repo um, and also on um, on the doc site. Um, but essentially, this is what most people are used to when they're dealing with table storage is dealing with a connection string where you're you're having to deal with storing secrets or you know configuration in your in your in your hosted instance, and then share key credential is similar to that where you're you have a, a just a, a key secret that is combined with your resource URI to to authorize yourself to the to the table, and then SAS is the other one that's familiar where you want to sort of delegate permissions to um, to a third party where they don't have your secret, but they have essentially a time boxed um, token that allows you to have access to the table with whatever restrictions you want to impose in terms of time frame, permissions granted, that sort of thing. And then token credential here, you can see it's the code is much simpler. So essentially, if you were to use, say, our default Azure credential, um, which is one of the popular um, default getting started options for Azure Identity, um, which is another library we, we own as part of the SDK team. Um, you essentially use this credential, and if, if, for example, you're in a development environment, it would default by default fall back to credentials such as um, CLI credential or Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code. If you're logged into Azure through those services, through those apps, it would automatically work in a developer environment. And then if, if you're in, say, a managed identity environment on a hosted app, you would automatically um, default to that as your uh, as your auth provider. So it's really ideal for A, you don't have to ever deal with connection strings or secrets in your code and never have to worry about, say, accidentally shipping your secret if you're working with it locally, like, say, uncommenting it to, to do your development work or debugging work. And then later on, you deploy it and, you you know, you, everyone's sort of had that scare where they think they've checked in a secret or they actually have. Mm -hmm. um, so now you don't have to worry about that. And um, it just works in both environments seamlessly. That's very cool. So this will just encapsulate however you're going about logging in and getting the token, and then it's just managing the token and carrying it through, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it, if I just follow that link to the Azure Identity Library um, documentation, and on this page, you can see an example of the, the credential flow that default Azure credential offers, where by default, this is the ordering in terms of like credentials that'll be tried um, in, in it'll the first one that succeeds essentially is the one that will be used. So um, there are options in terms of being able to disable certain ones of these and have you know, different effects on the behavior. But 
generally speaking, this is the default um, progression of how which credentials will be tried. So it should enable my code basically to be reused between my development machine. It'll be valid in CI, CD, and then it can be invalid, val invalid, valid in the target environment uh, if I have a managed identity, for example, set up. Exactly, yeah. And, and the nice thing about the way these credentials work is, for example, if you're doing Azure CLI author, authorization, you know, you just use, drop to the CLI and log in with whatever account you want to log in with using whatever secrets that you have locally um, or any kind of cache credentials. And then um, you can easily switch between trying different identities and so forth. And then once you deploy it, you'll be using typically managed identity, which would be controlled by your environment. So you don't need to think about that in terms of how you um, write the code. Anything else you wanted to share about this new SDK? Um, the only thing I would like to share is if the, if you're coming from the old version of uh, the tables SDK, um, we do have a migration guide and that migration guide is available across all the major languages we support. Um, here's an example of the, uh, I'm showing here the example of the .NET migration guide. So if you're coming from Microsoft Azure Cosmos.table, um, this shows you sort of the, some of the common scenarios, you know, how what the equivalent code would look like from one versus the other. So. If you're looking to make that migration, um, it would try to make it as easy as possible for you. So if I have something like my link shortener, which I don't think I've touched the code in, in probably two years, is that something I should be concerned about migrating to the new SDK or is this more for making it easier if I'm doing ongoing maintenance and working with it on an ongoing basis? Yeah, generally speaking, um, you shouldn't need to worry about upgrading it if you're not actively developing the application. Um, if, for example, you were doing something and you, and you thought like, oh, wow, you know, I'd really love, love to eliminate secrets from my app and have, not having to store secrets or deal with Key Vault to store my secrets, um, that may be a motivator for you to upgrade so that you could use the token credential um, um, authorization method. But um, generally speaking, I'd say if you're starting a new app, you'd want to go with you know, our latest package. Um, and then if for developers that may sort of be familiar with the old syntax um, in the in the Cosmos package, and they're just curious, you know, what, like it's not uncommon. Um, I've been working with some various teams that are doing this migration and, um, you know, they ask questions like, hey, this is the way it used to work, or this is the way this code used to look in the old package. How would I do this in the new package? And there are some definite differences that we think are better. Um, but if you're not familiar with the new package, there um, you may want to refer to the guide to to determine you know what what does that code look like when you when you make the change. Very good. Well, the reason why I use this for my link shortener is because table storage is easy to set up. It's easy to use. It's easy to code against. So it's exciting to see that there's a new SDK that supports both the storage option as well as the Cosmos DB option. We will place a link in the show notes so that you can refer to that migration documentation and grab that. Christopher, thanks for coming on and sharing your new SDK with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome.